Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Louis McCaffrey, and uh, this week's going to feature the good, the bad, and the ugly, so I'm going to start with the ugly. Um, Chris Bout. That's shady. Ugly like You're a included. fox, my pal. <laughs> ugly like a fox, indeed. Fox in the box. Christopher Gallagher. Am I the good or the bad? Because he's the ugly. No, no, so. we're all the ugly. Continue. Uh, is it because Stuart Duggan isn't here? Yeah, he yeah. would change things, would to change. be fair. Um, hi, everyone. Hi. And uh, Chris O'Mahony. Good evening. We've both had a shave. We both look terrific. <laughs> I I'm agree. sure Chris will take a picture and put it on the Twitter. <laughs> there will be a picture on the Twitter. Um, everybody out there, you must be on the edge of your seat. <laughs> Chris, do you want to promote the Patreon? Yes, uh, the 90 Minute Cynic Patreon, patreon.com slash 90 Minute Cynic. Um, this, the, for, for this week and for next week, um, we will, it'll be, it's international break, so if you're tier 3 CSE, you'll get a podcast every single day. Um, some really interesting features, some new features that we've not done before coming up, so check them out. And also, if I mean, if you're tier 2 and you want to subscribe up, please do. Um, if you're tier three, though, um, you've got a whole host of stuff coming up. Uh, some interesting features, as I said. So check it out, patreon.com slash 90 minute cynic. Also, other other mediums that we are on would be uh, iTunes. <laughs> Is that a it's very popular. It's a platform. It's a platform. It's, a platform. It's, a platform. it's not a... Well, die. Okay, maybe I got that wrong. It's a platform which you can rate. Do you even check it? Do you, do, you che- do you even check it anymore? No. <laughs> but I feel as if I've got to do this wee bit at the beginning. iTunes, gimmick. website, aye. Go on it. It's dead good. Um, anyway, let's... Did, did you just say website? Yeah. Website. <laughs> you didn't even give the address. 90minutecynic.com. Yeah. It wasn't difficult. <laughs> what? 90minutecynic.com. Who'd have thought it? The 90minutecynic Colon www. No, 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 HTTPS because it's ah, a secure. So it's not, you fucked that. It's not actually so are you saying we're on the information superhighway? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Climb a bold, Christopher Somani. <laughs> anyway, so we've done the ugly. Now let's get to the good. Oh. Let's start off on a positive note. Um, we, since we spoke <laughs> last, go. I don't know, we need to do something. Since we spoke last, we have played uh, Cluj. Not only did we play Cluj, we smashed Cluj, didn't we? Did 2 <laughs> Did we smash clues? Yes. We smashed them. That turned it quite hard to say. It was a bit of a tongue twister. Right, anyway, okay. yes, we did. We won uh, 2-0. We got the revenge that we were looking for, um, which actually brings us top of the group um, in the Europa League, which is um, fantastic. After the first couple of games have been very positive. Uh, Chris Bowd, what did, you, what did you think about the game overall? It was a fucking it was a great game. Um, yeah, it was really good to see. Um, I think most of us felt that the last ties wasn't what Celtic could offer. It wasn't us at our best and kind of hoped that at home we would kind of show them what Celtic was all about. And we absolutely did that. Great performances all round. We absolutely did that. We showed Celtic. We showed what Celtic's all about. <laughs> Shut up, Boud. Yeah, I know. <laughs> good point. I'll do that. It's good for a podcast. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Boud, would you... Um, <laughs> Just, you can ask Chris. I'm <laughs> sorry, I feel really bad. I don't know why I did that. It's just so shitty. Um, right, okay, we'll come to you then, Chris. Would you watch the game back? Uh, I have watched the game back. But would you again? <laughs> <laughs> That's just an invite. He wants to do something watched tomorrow. It three times. Would you, want, would would you, you watch it four times? <laughs> watched it four would times. Would you come round? Thanks. It was, uh, in terms of... Basic instincts on Channel 5 or you've got a recording of the game. What are you watching? 
five minutes of basic instinct. And then, <laughs> it's, ah. not, it's not even five minutes, is it? <laughs> it's a scene. Anyway, um, in terms of the game, I thought we did what we had to do. I don't think we were... I don't think we were... It wasn't a classic Celtic performance. Um, but, no, it wasn't. It, it, we, we did what we had to do. I don't think we played... I think we controlled the game really well. I thought it was a mature performance. We didn't have to do anything incredibly different in terms of how we approached it, I didn't think. Um, we knew what we were getting with Cluj. Um, there was a couple of times where we were caught on the counter, which is a bit concerning. I think it'll be quite concerning for Lazio, but um, I'm sure we can kind of reform on that. But yeah, Celtic did what they had to do. I didn't think it was particularly groundbreaking in terms of the performance, but almost, that's almost better. Um, the yeah, fact, I think, yeah. Like, as I don't think Cluj are an exceptional team, but I think they are very... They can be very dangerous. They can be very yeah, no, good at yeah, counter attack. Yeah. yeah, and the fact we managed it is impressive. To me. Yeah, I, I just I, I like that. I like the fact that we we took them on. We didn't have to maybe get out of you know you know second gear, um, and we still won. And we won. Pre- I mean, it was two 0 We could have could have had another couple of goals as well. Could have been yeah, three or four. Do you think we should have won by more, Tommy? Yeah, <clears throat> I think I think we weren't particularly sharp in the final third. If I'm being perfectly yeah. honest. I think Gals hit the nail on the head, to be perfectly honest. It was uh, the sort of performance you want. A comfortable home win. I don't think we hit the heights. I don't know if it was mentioned on one of the podcasts or if it was just in discussion. A lot of the time, our previous European performances have had to be us at our very, very best. Whereas I don't think we were at our very best on Thursday, and yet we still ran out comfortable winners. That was very pleasing. I didn't think we looked as if we were ever going to lose the game. Um, I think we looked as if we could sharpen up. I think if we had their passing had been a bit crisper, we could have put four or five past them, but we didn't, and it didn't matter. So overall, I was very pleased with it. But I, I don't think we need to say we were scintillated or anything like that. I just think we were clearly a better side, and the performance was good. Yeah, I think from my point of view, I think we we came off obviously the Hibs result, which was kind of disappointing, um, and we go into a game where although it it did carry that kind of feeling of expectation and you know the feeling of a big game going into it, and you know there was the added I don't know if I'd say so much pressure, but they added kind of point to prove um, against Cluj and, and if you want to call it revenge, get revenge for for what happened in the previous tie and at least show that you know we're better than what we showed at home that game when we get beat 4-3 and okay but we, we maybe maybe it wasn't our, our absolute best performance of the season or, or you know best performance in a while but I thought it was a very very good performance and we should be very pleased with it in the sense that we did go out we did do exactly what we had to do and Listen, picking up three points in Europe is not something to be sniffed at or, you no. know, look at it and think, oh, you know, be nonchalant about it. Going out, being convincing winners, dominating a game, one and two now, possibly should have done more. And a European tie, when you've been beat previously by the team this season, I think it shows yeah. that we've came came a long way in a short space of time. I'm not, I'm not downplaying at all the performance. I, I just, I, I don't think Sounds it is. Sounds like you are. Um, I had a half charge and a couple of pints, and I think it was the best <laughs> European performance I've ever seen Celtic have. I thought, so, your, I thought your boy was good. Uh, my boy, Bruni. Bruni was outstanding. I <laughs> think Ryan Christie was very mature, which we didn't quite see. Uh, any uh, means necessary, lay the way. Absolutely. Boy threw Brown under the bus on the WhatsApp before he turned in <laughs> a phenomenal performance, <laughs> and then he didn't retract it because essentially <laughs> he's don't a flip, nothing. flip-flopping listen, joke of a boy. Listen, that is harsh. That's the truth. Those are strong words. 
<laughs> you're watching. Get two, time on. <laughs> you're watching too right. much. So UFC. Two points. One. <laughs> one. This gimmick is fucking. He. Jesus. Scott Brown only turned up at half time. First half, he was deplorable. Oh, you need to. The That's game, a lie. The game completely yeah. passed him by. That's he a was lie. Get, he was actually getting in the way That's at one lie. point. Cal McGregor had to tell him to just fuck That's off. That's a basically. lie. Get out of my That's way. That's a lie. No, it's not. It's facts. It's, it's not it's a facts. Fact. It's not Look a fact. at the stats. The stats back me up. <laughs> um, <laughs> the stats are facts. Um, so, <laughs> and then... So then, my WhatsApp message. Drove him on, and he put in a great performance. But now, Louis. What did, what did you think of Neil Lennon on the night? I mean? thought he played well. <laughs> did he, uh, he got his team he, selection he right? Boss the midfield. Did he right? get his team selection right? Did Neil Lennon oh, get his? Are you saying this just now? Because he made one change no, no, for the no, Livingston no. game, and you're going to blame? We're not talking the, about Livingston. He's, he's, he's laying yeah. foundations. Oh, he is laying foundations. And, well, but it's so it's so transparent. Listen, no, this did he get his did he get his team selection right? His team selection was adequate. Oh for fuck! It got the job done. a little man, right? The point being, Neil Lennon obviously has been a wee bit up and down so far in Europe, but obviously getting out of the Champions League. Um, but how, at this point, top of the group, um, a group that, you know, has Ren and, and Lazio in it, and, you know, closure are no mugs. Mugless. Again, I'm stating facts, stats. Um, do, we're you top know, of the, do you know what stats are? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to all the Patreon podcasts. Um, but how does Neil Lennon's approach differ from Brendan Rodgers, aka the Rat, and is it an improvement? About in Europe, yes, it is an improvement because he doesn't try to go toe to toe with Barcelona and PSG playing their own fucking game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a bit more pragmatic in Europe. And see, see from a boxing point of view, see if you step into a ring with a guy who has a really speciality, like a punch or something, right? <laughs> a lot of them do. A punch, yeah. One of the bo- boxers that punches you. <laughs> really deserved. <laughs> no, like, he's got, like, an uppercut. He on. He's got a puncher as opposed to a boxer. Yeah. Somebody uh, who's no, no, renowned no. for their power, for instance. He's renowned for his, his, yeah. his right. left you, 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 would, you would go into that... <laughs> <laughs> but you'd go, in, you'd go into that match uh, with a game plan. If, if you can't counter that with the same sort of power or something, you'd go in and you'd... See so if you bring yeah. this background to mean some money, I'll be raging. No, I won't. I won't. Um, and that's but that's what in, instead of uh, Brendan Rodgers trying to change his, he's trying to knock out a, bo- a boxer with one of the best punches in the game. Essentially, that's what not what Neil Lennon does, and he's a smarter tactician in terms of. I, it's, it's not really terrible. It's a really terrible. See really if you want to hear more boxing bollocks, <laughs> tune in to Alas. Louis Sarmani at uh, patreon.com Styles make fights Christopher that's that's an old adage in boxing Styles make fights and um, do they make football matches yeah it's about essentially though Rogers just trying to knock knock Barcelona out as opposed to bobbing and weaving that thing yeah, right. Let's see. So don't go toe to toe with him. You're fighting Big Joe Flungren. You don't go toe to toe with him. I should Except you do, and Rocky did in anyone. <laughs> so maybe Brendan Rodgers was right. <laughs> right, we got there, then, lads. <laughs> I don't fucking know where we are. This podcast is an absolute disgrace <laughs> at this yes. point. Sorry. Um, does the does the fact that we're top of the group, Samani, does that change expectations? You know, after the first couple of games, fair enough, we haven't played Lazio, but we're going to play them on a double header now. Does it does it make you reassess things again? I've booked for Gdansk. Jesus. So <laughs> my expectations are altered. 
lovely city. It's it's a lovely city. It's going to make a terrific day out when Arsenal play um, Lazio in the final. But you know, we'll let you know how we get on. No, I mean, it's we've obviously done really well so far. The away point was great. The the, 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 the three points against Cluj, which we were expected to get if we wanted yeah. to do anything. Time will tell with this double header coming up. Two things about it. I don't think Lazio are, are, are that good a side, nor do I think... And they, they don't give a shit, really, do they? Aye, nor, nor are they particularly invested in the Europa League. No. Um, so I think we've got a chance to capitalise on that, but it's still it's Celtic. So, you know, you're not going to put all your eggs in one basket and say, we're, you know, we're, we're definitely going to get six points or whatever Ita- from this. Italian teams are funny that way, aren't they? That they a lot of them... You know, they, they, especially the ones that are kind of aspiring to get into the Champions League places, they they put all their focus on the league, league the football league, yeah, yeah. and at the expense of European football deliberately. Yeah, which is more or less, I, I guess, what Lazio are doing. They haven't fielded a full strength team yet. I don't think they, they did that in the nineties as well. Try to get into the Champions, try to win the league. Although they st- a lot of them stumbled to Europe, UEFA Cup finals, specifically Juventus. Yeah, it is quite. It is quite. Insular in that way, maybe I well, I was going to say a bit less now, but certainly during its heyday in the nineties, it was really insular in terms of you focused on Serie A and that was it. Now, but was that the strength? Because, the strength because the competition was so yeah, strong. The strength of Serie A meant that they were still competing at the latter ends of. Uh, but that, that's European why competition. that's why that Milan team was so incredible, winning European cups and consistently winning Serie A. That's yeah. why they're like legitimately one of the best teams ever. I'd like to say. And we're going to focus on that soon when we come back after the international break. Are they crap? Are they good? I don't know. I've not watched the time football this season or last season really. They're they're okay. They've got. I mean, put it this way: they are they better than Ren. <clears throat> I don't really know Ren other than what I've seen of them. But in the Ren game, they took they had, they had Milinkovic, Savic, and Immobile. They brought them off the bench and they made the difference. Yeah. So. To me, it seemed as if they didn't start all guns blazing, but then when they, they brought on their stronger players, it was good enough to beat Ren. Now, both of those players, Milinkovic, Savage, been linked with Man United quite a few teams. He's a very good player. Um, and I think we'll, we've all seen him mobile. So we know yeah. that they've got players that can hurt us, but it's just about their mindset, whether they care. Yeah. Now, over in Rome, they'll be completely different. In Glasgow, I think we've got a very, very good chance of doing it with the atmosphere and we just, need, we just need to beat them in Glasgow yeah. and if we can get a point away from home, we're even further ahead. If we come out of this if we come out of these two games with four points, crikey. I said that after the Ryan game. I said a lot after the Ryan game, um, which probably isn't true, but <laughs> I said I think we would we've got a chance of getting four points here. And I don't think I mean I don't think that's to do with how good Lazio are and how good we are per se. I think it's more about we give a shit more circumstances think, as well. I, I think I think that might that might really go in our favour. So I'm looking forward to these games. With a wee bit of trepidation, but not as much as you normally would, if you know what I mean. Ah, uh, yeah, totally. Chris Neil Lennon always talks about you know <clears throat> the European football is a kind of measuring stick for a club like Celtic. Do you think he's purposely trying to you know? He's put an extra importance on the Europa League this season and maybe European football in general, but obviously he would have preferred to be in the Champions League, but now he maybe has ideas of, you know, European football is really where I show what I'm capable of. I think it's a I think it's a way to show the different hit in, in a lot of people's minds the differences between him and Rogers. Yeah. I, I think I think he'll be using that as a sort of 
So he he will be presenting Try to pr- prove a point. Yeah, be presenting that uh, you know that because a lot of people have a perception of Neil Lennon that he's just you know a, a really old school manager. I, I don't think I think he I think he probably has maybe that mindset, but I think he's smart enough to you know surround themselves with the right people. John Kennedy's there. Duff, no matter what you think, Duff, you might not know a lot about him, but he's quite highly regarded in terms of coaching. He's got all the coaching badges. No, a fair bit about him. Play for Blackburn. Play for Chelsea. Republic Island International. Number of caps. <laughs> so I do, yeah, I, I know enough about Damien Duff. Big double D. Big double D. He's, he's, you know you're not talking to me. <laughs> what are you doing? You think that a beef with uh, me? I don't know. Shitting I on your own puppet? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, keep him in line sometimes. <laughs> that is true. Um, but no, I, I just think um, it's a good way, it's a good way of kind of showing a measuring stick of, of where we are because if we... If we get to so Rogers only ever got to the last thirty two. If we get the last sixteen last this this time around and we win the league. Still a big big push to actually get out of this group. Oh no, no, I know. I, I just mean like I, I completely agree. I don't I, I wouldn't take anything for granted at all. But I just if we did, for example, get into the last sixteen of the Europa League a level ahead of what Rogers did and we also won the league and potentially the Scottish Cup then I oh, fuck it, no, the treble. If we did the treble, no, if we do though, if we did the treble and we get the last sixteen, he's a, he's he's done more than Rogers did. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even think he has to win the treble. See if he does better in Europe and wins the league. I, yeah. Sco- I want the Scottish Cup. I don't really. I, I, want, the I want. I want the treble. It's a good day out. I mean, it's a good day out. I want. I want. I want. Obviously, want them all. But if I, if you said to me right now, you you can have the League Cup or the Scottish. I think everyone would pick, obviously pick the Scottish Cup. Although the League Cup being the first trophy, I don't know. About the way things are going in the Europa League and the games we've had so far and performances, do you miss the Champions League? <laughs> would you rather be in the best competition yeah. or the yeah. Yeah. Oh, competition? The preference is obviously but, the Champions League, but the but Europa you, League's... But, but then if you're in the Champions League though and you're in one of these groups that have got two biggest teams and you're getting scudded all the time... There's definitely a different element to Europa League and a lot of people shit in the Europa League. It's still the second biggest competition in Europe. Mar, it's because it's, it's there's yeah. only two. Yeah. <laughs> so you could also say it's the last. But it's well, no, but it's, it's the worst <laughs> club competition it's in the Europe. Worst. It's. I don't care what you say. See, see unless you've won the Champions League in Europe. Tell yeah. you what, you can't make a comment on this week's podcast <laughs> without getting absolutely shot on, can you? Fuck you. <laughs> um, but now, see any team that hasn't won Europe, the, U, the European Cup or the Champions League, then. The Europa League's the biggest trophy they could possibly fucking win. Any club that's not won the Euro- European Cup. Or Plankton. Or Plankton. Well, yeah. And deserve to be melted in a big pot. Aye. But the Europa League's... quite a lot of teams to be fair. <laughs> it's fucking... There's a handful of clubs left. Club football would be ruined. Yes. Already is. Yeah. Story for another time though. Yeah, we have a podcast uh, recording uh, where we're looking at the future of European football competition. Should be quite interesting. Warning. Christian Wolf content. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, if you guys aren't pushing for the return of the Intertoto Cup, I don't want to fucking hear your podcast, okay? And this is where Hipster Celtic <laughs> presents himself in there. So I think um, I, I think that kind of rounds up everything from the European standpoint. Could we On, talk a bit more about boxing analogies? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm about to get knocked out. Hey, this boxer right to punch somebody once. A so, if a boxer has a punch, <laughs> oh, <laughs> idiot. oh, I'm so tired. So that's it in that's, Europe. Um, yeah, that's, that was it. That's Europe wrapped up, lads. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it's a knockout. Um, so on to domestic matters. We come off that result. 
Um, the, the, high, high, the high. The high. The high of that result. And we are three days later into a game against Livingston. Um, away um, at the Tony Macaroni Stadium, I believe it's called. Um, Neil uh, Lennon, after such a positive result, he says, this is pretty much my strongest team. Let's play them again. Who would argue with that? You know what I mean? Who me. Would that? Me. Wrong. Me. Were we really wrong? In hindsight. <laughs> in hindsight. Not at the time. Yes. Anyway, at the time. Anyway, yes, at the time. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll come, we've got evidence we'll at the time. We'll come to this. We'll come to this. So we... Uh, we ratty. We <laughs> don't make me do the voice to mock you. Don't. Don't. Don't, don't do it. Right, we ended up getting beat 2-0. Thoughts about... Um... That was that was harsh after the Europa euf- Euphoria. We had <laughs> You've been working on that for the last two minutes. Last, yep, it's been, it's been <laughs> an early said euphoria. It. Um, I, I, it's been a lot said since the weekend, <clears throat> and I think it's quite strange. There's people, some people saying it's the manager, some people saying it's the players, um, some people saying it's nothing to do with Celtic. It's the pitch and it's the ref and it's Operation Stop the Ten. All of these things can be true. The players were shit. Lennon ha- had an off day. Lennon did not do well. The Subs- pitch was atrocious. Subs, man. The ref was atrocious. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was just a you mess. Yeah, it was a mess to... from start to finish. And all of them can be true. It doesn't need to be one or the other. It doesn't need to be you back Lennon or you back the players. It was either the players were shite or the manager shite. No, they were both shite on the day. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll get into the the kind of blame game in a minute. The, the team. <laughs> oh, just to be clear, I blame everybody and everything. Yeah, the 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 team. Um, there was only one change made to the the starting eleven from the. The clues game, so Foster was in goals. Uh, Bauer started at right back instead of the greatest El Hamid. Uh, Julian Ayer, ball and goalie. Callum McGregor, Scott Brown, Ryan Christie, uh, James Forrest, Ella Lunacy, and Edward. So, first off, lineups, which seems to be one of the main kind of bones of contention. Personally, I was pleased to see that team. I think. The Livingston, Livingston away, I think, was always going to be one of our hardest games. I think Livingston are a difficult team to play against. They've shown in the last couple of seasons how good they can be. And especially when we were going into such a difficult away tie last game before the, the international break, I did want to play my strongest 11, best team possible, go out there, just get the three points, and then we go into the international break, top of the league. That's what I wanted. So when I saw the team, personally, I was pretty pleased. The change at right back, I take it, was probably something to do with an injury. I don't know if Lennon said that, but um, either way, I was pleased. So, Manny, you (laughs) were clearly not. No, I was doing the long throw. Yeah. Maybe that's why he changed it for the long throw. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> not impressed that the one laughed at your long throw thing. No, I didn't want him to laugh, but it seems like you wanted people he, to laugh. No, I didn't want well, people I just to didn't laugh. Want confuse it with whatever he confused it with. Right, let me tell you. Let me break it down for you. What happened? Right, start right. eleven. Start eleven. Right. Start right. So one, the start of eleven. <laughs> it's not so much the start of eleven per se. It's the fact that we played on Thursday. The later kickoff had an earlier kickoff on Sunday. There should have been more players, in my opinion, rested. And Cham should have started. Yeah, and Cham should have started. Off. Brown or McGregor or Christie, one of the three. What you need to do? Those three are playing too much football. We've talked about McGregor. We've talked about Brown. Right? I would have. 
without thinking, I would have brought him in. Second of all, we know how bad that pitch is. We know that when we go there, it's a tough and difficult game. What The way Lennon, to me, seemed to line up was essentially to try and go toe-to-toe with him. We already know that's a mistake. <laughs> you don't go toe-to-toe with him. Not with somebody with a mean left jab. If you... I mean, I know it's more difficult to play football on that pitch, but they are essentially set up to be physical. They, yeah, they dragged us down into the game. They dragged us down into a physical battle whereby we ended up going long. We had Bio, we brought Bio in, some of the substitutes later in the game, and he's standing out wide. I mean, he's not the most mobile guy. Right? You, you say we set, Lennon set us up to play it, play the, them at their own game. I Fr- think From so. the outset. I, I, I do, I do, I think. In what sense, though? Because obviously this is the same team, and I'm not saying, I'm not, I think I'm not thought, criticising you, but obviously it's more or less the same team that played against Cluj. So surely... I think he had the pitch in his mind too much. I might be wrong. This is just my opinion, right? I think he had the pitch in his head too much. I think because it's so bad, and let's not beat around the bush, right? We can can call this sour grapes, but we say this about all these pitches when we play them all the time after the Hamilton game. They're an absolute disgrace to professional football. I mean, that was. You could see it. You could see how the ball kicking differently. And you could also see a lot of the misplaced passes. Might have just been Celtic being shite, but a lot of them was clearly people overhitting the ball, trying to take into account how the pitch ran. Christie. Christie was sent off um, because it was a definite red card. I'm sure we'll come to that in a minute. But I think it was the way way that... Ah, yeah, well, you know, 50-50 ball, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Man's game. But I think in terms of the control and the way the ball ran on the pitch... On a grass pitch, he probably doesn't make that challenge. But at the end of the day, he did. He made the challenge and and he should have got sent off. Now, I get that the pitch is different, but what we then tried to do was bypass that a bit. That's the way it seemed to me. There seemed to be a lot more long balls and we were up against a physical team who were set up that way and we kind of played into their their own hands. Our two centre-halves, especially, Julian and Ayer, I mean, that guy Dykes has been getting a good press, man, but he's just a big... Oh, he's physical. A, a, a cap horse of a guy. They're talking yeah. about getting him getting caps and all this. Like he's a nuisance. But, that, but that's exactly that's exactly what. As we then we were then regressed down to that level. Now I know it's more difficult to play football on that pitch, but I still think we should have tried, tried, <laughs> tried more. And I, I, that's that's my, that's the way it seemed to me that we we adapted ourselves to that pitch. Probably didn't freshen the team up as much. And the result was pretty clear from early on. Uh, see, uh, in terms of starting eleven, starting eleven. In terms of starting eleven, um, myself and Alan, we were on the lunch club and we were talking about it because we were picking the teams. And it's something we've talked about before. Something we've talked about, you know, for, for the last couple of weeks overall. Essentially, how Christie is a number ten in European football is really good because um, he gives you. He works really hard. Um, he gets up and down the pitch, um, and also he can run in behind. Um, that was never, ever going to happen against Livingston. Yeah. That was never going to happen against Livingston. So Christie, the thing about Christie, Rogic and Encham is they've got three very different skill sets. They're both, the three of them are creative in their own way. I don't think Christie in the 10 role on, on Sunday is the type of number 10 you need to break that team down. Shock, horror for you, Louis. If Rogic was available, he should have started. Now, Rogic wasn't available. So who do you go to who can open the who who can open the door more in terms of creativity, Christie or in Cham? For me, it's in Cham. You're going to lose a little bit of work rate, but 
you know, you can, you, you, you've got McGregor and you've got Brown. Listen, this is all in hindsight, right? Yeah. I to- totally get that. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's my issue. I think a lot of, a lot of what's been said is, is in hindsight. And I think when you look at it, I did I mean, say that, I did say that on Friday though. I did yeah. say that while I would play in jam. That, that was my, we yeah. were but, seeing it on the day as but, well. But, but see, but see when you see the, like Ryan Christie, one of the first names in the team sheet. He's, he's one of Celtic be- best players right now. No question. So Ryan Christie being the team isn't a negative. You no. know, you're not going to look at Ryan Christie being the starting lineup and go, oh, I don't know if he should be there. It's it's Ryan Christie. It's one more game before the break. Of course, play him. I'd, and Cham maybe coming in. Yeah, you could argue that Cham would come in, but I still think McGregor, Brown, Christie have been our most prominent three. You know, all playing well. I don't think you'd argue with that. I think seeing El Alanusi and Forrest and Edward, two wingers, like to get the ball down, just like we do at Celtic Park, just like we did against Cluj, play good football. That starting 11 for me was, it was just continue doing what you're doing. Play your own game. But it wasn't changing. If he'd went to two up top, played bio for the start, and, and right away started with the long balls trying to match them the physicality of, of things and all that then of course you would say right okay clearly there's been a massive change in, in ta- tactic here see, see if, if as that... the game unfolded obviously that's what ended up ha- happening we, we did boot the ball up we played the ball long now was that because Neil Lennon saw that the players were struggling with the pitch did he then change it then, or was it out of desperation because we were down to ten men and then suddenly behind in the game? We why should... did we start? Why did we change our game to suddenly playing long balls, keeping Julian up at, after every corner and trying to find him? I don't think why, we. Sud- I don't. I don't think we suddenly. I think we were we were mixing it up a variety of play throughout the game before even before Christy gets sent off I don't, I don't think it's like Christy gets sent off we kind of become a little bit more solid and a little bit more disciplined and then we just hit long balls I think we I think we did that before Christy gets sent off I don't think we can underplay being down to 10 men there's, there's this narrative that we should still be beating Livingston easily with 10 men no that's, they've got an extra flair of course they're going to have an advantage but at the same time um, we if we had 11 men on the pitch I'm not convinced we would have won anyway I don't think I don't think we looked comfortable at any point. And your point about us going down to ten men, I, I, I would agree that there's just an assumption that we're you know that that we should still be able to beat them. And you know maybe we should be able to. Are beat you them. relying on individuals again? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, in terms of a moment of magic. Now you going back to the point about Rogic, you're right. Those are the tight games where someone like Rogic or the greatest Paddy Roberts. <laughs> You can't, you know, we're talking about historic players here. Come no, on. no, but what I'm talking about is, is magic. The players who have the ability to produce. Jinky Johnson would have, I mean, he would have changed that game. <laughs> what a you are, man. <laughs> players, okay, players, players who pre- recently played for us. All right. Like um, Paddy and, you know, Tam before the World Cup. You know, these guys who a haven't pookie. really. A pookie, you know, guy. Okay. Yep. But what I'm talking about is players who had that bit of magic that can unlock. Now, Tam was the guy that would pull out the last-minute goal and have a stodgy game, like down at Kilmarnock, right? Yeah, perfect. But he's no kicking his ass, And this is the problem. These are the sort of games where you would want him to play. I think he would have started if he was fit. I really do. I think he would have started. And to be, um, you, that's, no, what, that's not something you blame Lennon for, but it's it, it's it, at all. It's, it's a situation we're in. But these are the sort of games that you need Tam up to speed for because he can be the difference when... 
people are sitting in. But yeah. it just isn't. I, I just I just sometimes feel we we do lack. Bring back Paddy Roberts. <laughs> we do Damn lack. Shit, he's never came back for the World Cup. Oh, we've been beat. Tam should have played. <laughs> Tam should have been fit. Should have played. Didn't say that. Flip, I said because he, I, I flip, said because he's flop. got no lungs. He doesn't play. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have started him in, in Sunday. And the reason Chris being, the reason being, I wouldn't have started him because he's not fat. I, 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 so if, if he was fat, if he was fat, I would have played him if he was fat, eh? Yeah, because you've played but your big correct. European game and then your daddy game at the weekend you're putting in Tam I would have brought in domestic Tam to play the Maverick role <laughs> on Sunday because the game the game was in what competition Louis? Uh the Scottish Premiership domestic domestic yep his arena thank you yeah I just feel we kind of lack sometimes we lack a little bit of creat- creativity a guile a guile I thought Forrest was poor again yeah, it has been. Can't, can't. I mean, personally, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Personally, I am not, you know, majorly concerned. I think it was one. It was an off day. Four points dropped in two games isn't, isn't no, championship form, is it? It, it's not. But then I think over the over the course of the season, have, have, have we done well? Yes, we have. We've had a couple of a couple of shaky games the last couple of games, but I wouldn't say that it's anything... I, I wouldn't say there's anything majorly concerning about it. I think, personally, I think the game... I, I suppose we might as well get to where the blame lies. For me, personally, I think it was pl- the players. I thought the players were, were off. I thought most of the players were... Do you do you get failed to turn up on Le- the Lenin, day? Lenin gets a complete pass from you. No, he doesn't get a complete pass. I, I would say it's both of them, but for me, watching the game... I was more pissed off at the players than I was the manager. Starting the living, I wouldn't have argued with. Tactics going long a lot of the time when, you know, complaining about the pitch and stuff. Yeah, it's probably, it's not a bad idea. Obviously, you should be playing your your A game, but, you know, we, we talk about having a plan B. Well, maybe Lennon's plan B was, do you know what, we just need to get the ball forward as quickly as possible and try and play as little on this pitch as, as possible. Then he, he tried something else. It didn't work, fair enough, but at least he, he, he tried to adapt or, or maybe he didn't, maybe it was the players that did. But at the same time, I thought the players individually were pretty poor. I, I, I thought they lacked leadership. I, I thought Scott Brown failed to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and, and really show any sort of leadership. I thought Christopher Ayer was absolutely appalling at times. You know, there are a number of times he would play square passes or, or play passes that were, you know, either too slow or behind the player. Now, don't get me wrong, the pitch can come into that. But at the same time... He's tried it too much. These, these are professional footballers who have played on this pitch before. They train sometimes indoors on an AstroTurf pitch. They should not be having major difficulties when it comes to playing on artificial surfaces. I just don't... Okay, you maybe can't play 100% your... your you know, your typical game. But I thought the players were poor. You mentioned James Forrest. He was pretty much non-existent. I no, mean, no, no, I, he, there wasn't a player who get past marks. Not one. No, no, no I, I thought, right, and this isn't saying he gets past marks, but I thought Elianusi came into it as the game kind of grew on. Um, I think there was a period of about 15 minutes where he started to... And he drifted out. Bits, yeah. I, he, bits, and I'm not... That's not in any way saying... I, I agree. I don't think anyone gets past marks. See, see, for, see for me... It's not about the Livingston game. See in isolation with that pitch after a European game. T- down to 10. Down to 10. Fine. Not fine, but it Understa- Understandable. Off the back of the Hibs game. 
that's the problem. The fact that we drew at Easter Road when we shouldn't, you know, we talk about it being a scrappy performance and all that sort of stuff. We had the chances to win that game. Now, if we had won at Easter Road, this I think people would just go, it's one of those games. We've ran two in a row. Now, the last time we did that was after the close game and it did them Fermland game in the League Cup. That's quickly get put to bed after that. My hope is that international break, gather your thoughts, and we go back in against Ross County and things are okay. I, I'm not too concerned about this game because everything was there for it not to You're be. concerned about the situation more than the actual game itself. Yeah. I, There's a pattern developing a little bit and the pattern that I can see is that we're it's not... It's a pattern of two games. I'm sure the our Dutch friend would say that's a very small sample. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I just mean in general though, I feel we're not being ruthless enough in front of goal. You mentioned that in the close game. Yeah, I, I, I do think we're getting into good positions and then... I didn't think we even created enough. Like not, before we even get to the finishing, I didn't. I think on Sunday we no. failed to even create. Well, see, see, what, see, what see when you, we got a corner? See when you get a corner... And it doesn't either either it doesn't get by the first man or it and just goes miles out. We've talked about that before. Our set pieces, particularly our corners, are poor, and it's something we will come up against teams in Europe who have a lot more money than us, a lot better players. Corners and set pieces are something we should be using. It should be a tool in our arsenal. The weapons. Exactly. And that also comes into games like this where it's just not working or the pitch isn't great. It's a leveler. It is, especially the the number of corners we get every game domestically, if if we're converting them, even at the same rate that the rest of the league are, we're scoring I don't, lots of goals. Why We mentioned this on the, the agenda the other day about how Sean Maloney used to stay back and, you know, practice free kick. Like, just before just before Lubo retired, like, he was 34, and this was the season he was retiring, he was still staying after training for an hour to work on his technique. Why is Lennon, maybe he is, I don't know, but just sit down with Ryan Christie and Callum McGregor and say, right, go and go and practice fucking set pieces. <laughs> well, look at the number of chances that Julian had during the week. From and, some, Connors, and, some, you know and, I mean? and someone get Julian and say, this is how you headed a fucking ball. But how, but, okay, right, I, I get that. Julian was at least getting on to them, right, and missing them. That but was really... balls in from Ryan Christie, to be fair, who obviously it's Cal McGregor that our major bugbear was. But Cal, in, Cal... in general, I don't think Christie's. Well, maybe, maybe I'm being harsh, but I don't. I don't look at Christie's balls most of the time and think that's a really. <laughs> hey, you know what, tickle? <laughs> Children. You laugh. What are you talking about? It's funny. <laughs> For listeners out there, they were referring to testicles, whereas I was referring to footballs. I don't look at Christie's delivery into the box and uh, um, think that's first rate. And then when he went off, McGregor was a step down from that, but it wasn't like the bar was set really high. I think we've talked about it. I mean, Griffiths obviously can hit a good set piece and sometimes you've seen him swinging some good corners, but we've not had a consistent... Corner set piece taker since what Charlie Mulgrew? Is that that's probably and that's right. and that's yeah. bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, one of the mainstays of, of our teams over the years, you know, especially in the was the set pieces and it was a level and we're good at them. Do you know what I mean? Especially domestically, it's not something that we usually have to rely on. But the amount of corners we get, Aye. and when we get a corner, you'd not expect anything. I've not. I've yeah. found myself thinking, yeah. and. Aye. It may as well be a shy nowhere near the goal. I mean, you, you want a shy now instead because Bowers better at the big long throws than than in the corners we take. See, like Liverpool, like in, employing a like throw-in coach. 
Like the like Klopp, the detail Klopp yeah. goes into to get a little, little tiny yeah. bit of advantage. And they brought the guy in, I think Christian was mentioning it, I think they brought him in for like a three month contract and then they extended it like month by month. I'm not saying that's what we need, but come on, if we're if you're watching watching the game back and you're just seeing corner after corner or set piece or absolutely most of the time not even but, 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 but the thing is, it has to be more of a mental thing. There's no way that Cal McGregor, they're really good technically, can, can not hit a dead ball. You know what I mean? So it must be they we must can. be either Bad rushing way. it, they're rushing it, or not not concentrating or what. I don't know, but it's such it should should be something that's addressed surely. Yeah, I mean, if, if, for example, right, that this idea that you're saying there, Chris, about how um, when we get a corner now, it's a case of and right when Nakamura. Now, I don't want to hark back, right? But when Nakamura got a free kick or a corner, you were like, you always thought to yourself, this is going to lead to something. Whether it's a chance, whether it's a goal. Now, I'm not saying we go, you know, look for a new Nakamura. We, what I'm saying we, is... Yeah, we just need the best free kick taker of all time. If Celtic could do that, it would be good. <laughs> I'll fucking knock you out. But this... With my left hook. <laughs> left jab. One um, any, any punches. We've already seen Celtic doing like kind of preset routines that they've obviously pra- practiced and training. I think Lennon had spoke about how Damien Duff had been part of that, and one of the greatest wingers to play in English football. Yeah, so he he'd been he'd, he'd been taking them and and I know them trying to I believe. Sorry, trying to come up with these routines, but do they maybe just take it for granted that maybe, maybe they don't focus on the delivery because they know that the, it's just right. You put the ball here, but the, uh, when Cal McGregor was taking the corners on Sunday, it looked like he was basically just hitting and hope. Just see, that, get, get it into the penalty spot. See, somebody that, will get ahead on it. That, see, saying that right, it sounds ridiculous. It does. It does sound that these professional footballers are hitting it and hoping, but it looks like. That. I mean, it, you can, you can, you can. Disagree and say no. That there's more background of what, but just as fans watching it, it looks like they're just hitting it in, and I, I, that's all we can say. All we, all we can say is it doesn't look very good. We very rarely score from from set corners and um, from set pieces. Um, I'm sure the stats will probably say the opposite of that. But essentially, no, no, they, they, they agree with you, <laughs> Captain Stats. That's your new nickname, Captain yes. Stats. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So the the red card, none of us are going to dispute that. Well, the thing about Damien Duff is he shares his name with the popular beer from the Simpsons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely a red card. <laughs> you see, after he said that, he looked at me as if to say, can did I get approval? Did I do yeah. a good one? Yeah. You did not. Shit. Right, so no one, we're, we're not disputing ah, the red, it was a straight red. Ah, two game, two game ban for violent conduct as well, so he misses. Wait, we don't mind him. Uh, when I say we don't mind him, missing the Ross County game's fine, but Aberdeen away. I mean, Ross County are decent this season as well, though. I'm, the, not, just, I'm not saying we ju- should. Just the fact that we're at home, I'm pretty confident we'll beat most teams at home. It just, yeah. our away form isn't terrific. And so, you know, last two games, we've not won the last two away games we've played, clearly. So, Aberdeen away, you know they'll be trying their hardest anyway, so... The, goal, would, would the goals that we conceded, um, just the kind of comedy errors defensively, I mean, the whole defence kind of looked as if they were kind of mm-hmm. all over the place. Should Fraser Foster have done better? Um, Is that the second one? The second, the second one. one. The chip. Um, it looked a bit Stuart Kerrish. Do you remember Stuart Kerr? No, no. 90s? 90s. Do, you, do, you not remember, do you not remember Stuart Kerr? No, I don't remember Stuart Best Kerr. Best young goalkeeper in the world. He was fucking brilliant for about 
six months. A week. No, he was, well, it was Stuart, a week. Stuart Kerr used to quite often get caught in the ball and loop over his head. Aye, yeah. um, no man's land. Oh, yeah. He used to rush out. He used to love rushing yeah. out, Stuart Kerr. Aye. Mental. So I, I, I thought the first one... You know, the, the, the line was terrible, the ball threw it. Couldn't have done much about that, Forster. Um, the second one, I thought it was caught a bit short, but I'm not pointing the finger at Forster, no. first and foremost. I just think positionally. At Julien, you talk about Ayer, um, and Ayer was poor. Julien, for me, more than anyone else, got dragged down to their level. Yeah. Totally sucked in by went, man. He just... Lost his cool. Should have been sent off after the game. Um, for the hook was it, it was Julian wasn't it yeah I don't remember I don't, I don't know what remember it. I turned it off straight away because I had to do the reaction yeah I didn't right what going down the tunnel aye no have you made this up <laughs> you, you think they've been you, charm with the did you switch over to the box? That was the hips came here to. No, that's what I. You're he, gra- he grabs the guy by the throat. Listen, you should the, the guy, the guy, oh, the, no, the, the guy, guy grabs him, him by the throat, throat when yeah. he's on the ground, oh. and then Cham reacts. I, um, sorry, I not Cham. You did come. Are you talking amongst yourselves? Because I'm second guessing myself here now. Um, no, the, Julian, Julian totally lost his cool. Yeah. You know, he got dragged down to their level. May or may not have hit somebody and needed to get sent off. Talk amongst yourselves. I don't. Some I have seen a lot of chat about that. I don't Julien, he literally choked him on the ground. He did I, I. He, he was right to react. I don't and I know, I know, but I know you say keep, keep your cool. If you're lying in the ground and someone with force who's got his legs on you at the time chokes you I don't think you can hold that against that. And the guy should have got a red card as well as the challenge that then should have been a red card in the ninety. So they should have had four players sent off. Yeah, hunters. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. Well the, the ref's performance as well. Again, this isn't a, oh, Celtic would have won if the ref wasn't so shit. But their rough game. Rough housing. Yeah. He allowed it. He allowed, shit he should have been housing. booking people and he didn't. And again, that just. He should have been booking people, but he didn't. Yeah. It <laughs> what just adds to that perfect storm of, it allows them to play their game of hacking people. Like, we would have done a lot better. If, you don't hear the word. You, you don't hear the word hacking. Like I know you ha- they were hacking us. You don't hear that often. I'm, we should be excellent. excellent bring it, I'm bringing it back. I like that. It's a man. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Maybe nine times out of ten, we would have all agreed with you. So I'm glad that we actually stood our ground and said you're talking shit. What am I thinking? No. <laughs> was it the week before? We was jam? it the encham kind of? Was it actual boxing? <laughs> no, I remember been. the encham. I don't know where I got that from. Oh well, but he did get angry a lot. But he was right; he was fine. <laughs> he got angry as he not shit someone in the face. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think matter. kept the line for them as well. Was it the first goal that they would have been offside? But Bauer was yeah, a, he played them on. Yeah. Done him a favour. Um, so in terms of just to draw a line under the blame game, uh, percentages. Out. <clears throat> <laughs> I want a percentage. <laughs> What twenty five percent Lennon, twenty five percent players, twenty five percent pitch, twenty five percent referee. Nice, <laughs> Chris Gallagher. Uh, I think it's fifty fifty with the players and the manager. Fourteen percent Julian was seventeen percent until I realised that he, uh, he didn't. In fact, I invented, I invented that. I, I have no idea where that came from. Right? Um, I would. I would blame. I would lean. I'd lean towards... You really need to lean towards Lennon, after everything you've said. (laughs) 
I would lean towards Lennon as opposed to the players. I, I, I think I think he was far too conscious of the pitch. What about Tam Rogic? <laughs> Tam Rogic. For, um, not, for not being available, 10%. Yeah, I think that's fair, Louis. 14%. I actually blame Louis quite a bit for this, to be honest <laughs> oh, with you. Well, so. Thank you. Uh, I blame uh, Christopher Ayer, 20%. Uh, the rest of the players... Um, the rest of the players, 50%, and the other 30 to uh, Neil Lynn. Are uh, we going to have, is this regular? Are we going to have a yeah, blame could pie? Be a, yeah, a blame I, pie, yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. Hopefully good. we very rarely uh, use it. It's uh, pretty good. We're doing, an anal- we're doing the analysis tomorrow, and it will be available on the Patreon uh, tomorrow evening. Oh, oh thank God. Uh, Christian Wolf will be hosting, oh, and fun, fun. I'm pretty sure he's going to try and uh, spin the narrative that Ayer was actually good. Right. So, so later on in the game, no, no, he actually got no, the better of no. He started just battling him a bit, Ayer, but d- obviously far too little too late. I don't care what heat maps he pulls out. Ayer <laughs> was, there, will, there will be heat maps. Was and is right now on a very bad patch. He's pish. He's a bomb scare. It's now, what happened? He, he, he lost a head again at full time when he... Um, he hooked somebody. He hooked that guy. And, and I just thought, you've been dragged out of the limit. I just thought, you know, you've you've lost the plot now. Uh, he was lucky to stay in the park, if you ask me. So let Rocky free. Oh, here Don't. we go. <laughs> do, do Is that you, the one with Hulk Hogan? Uh, Hulk Hogan's in there as Thunder Lips. And, and uh, <laughs> Club of Lang is Mr. T. Uh, Hulk Hogan uh, got, actually got out of his contract. Uh, like, he had his contract cancelled because he did that behind Vince McMahon's back. There you go. Hmm. But he got it back, didn't he? Because he was the biggest good draw wrestler. in the world. He's not a good wrestler. Um, so Tyson Fury is though. <laughs> oh, he's the greatest. Boxing and all that, eh? Jab, jab, hook. Um, so, from Christopher Ayer's point of view, he's clearly on a on a shaky run of form. Do you just continue persevere with him and hope that the mistakes, you know, Aye, people need to calm the head. Aye, a couple of games where he's not in great form. Well, we're in a national break. It's a bit of a, you know, it's going to present an opportunity for him to kind of, you know... Play for Norway. <laughs> yeah, play, play for Norway, but, you know, without the pressures of... Because it is a, undoubtedly a pressure a pressure playing for Celtic and, a, you know, a title race and everything. So... I think Ayers just try to do too much. I think he's trying to take too much responsibility. He's just trying to be the guy. He's trying but do to you the, drop him for a game? No. But see, I think... Players, players, I, I you've think got to send a message, Christopher. What's, what, what's becoming clear as well is we were all quite happy with the business that we had done uh, at the end of the transfer window. Now, at centre-half, we said we're maybe a wee bit short there. I think this has proven that. OK, you can move El Hamed in, but he primarily plays it right back. Who, who are you going to drop him for? O'Connor. But we don't know anything about him. No, no, I know. I'm just saying that. Another thing is, you're not dropping higher. Fuck off. Another Aye, fucking hurry. Push. He's going to cost us again and again. Right. Any Give him a break. Means, Give him a break. What That's about? all I'm saying. You fucking give a break. Give your fucking mouth a break. Somewhere pal. else. Can we so, mute him? <laughs> somewhere else where it looks as if we're like up front. See if Eddie's not firing. What have we got? Bio. I okay. think I think we might see the boy from Southampton sooner. Afalobi, because Griffiths is miles away for the team now. Afalabi, we don't really know about. He's scoring goals in the reserve. I know it's you can only see you know he's performing really well in the reserves. So lost his head about at the end of the game. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to. Yeah, you're no gimmick. Like, like, right right gimmick right. um, I'm hearing he's the best right back at the club since Danny McGrain. So it's one for the right of uh, the Patreons. Yeah. Okay. 
Jesus. You're <laughs> <laughs> feeling so bad tonight. That was good. Um, that was good, bud. So yeah, we Thank don't you. we don't drop them. We just persevere with them. Persevere. What's your choice? Them? I know. I, what, what's your choice? It's better. You're saying Bitton, or you're you're saying Cot? Play Hamid at centre half. I just think he's, he's, a, right he's a player who's clearly absolutely lacking confidence. We've Maybe t- he we've just needs. We've got a two break. weeks. We've got. Two, he's, he's, he'll be away. He'll be out of the environment for two. I don't think he's playing as bad as everyone's saying. I, I really don't. I think he's made individual decisions that have cost opportunities for other teams. Absolutely, but to say he should be dropped is laughable. No, it's not. It's it not. It's not. Especially yeah, since. You're, you're, doing, you're not. You're not saying. You know. You're absolutely shit, I, son. You're not playing for us again for a while. You're saying, look, get your head right, take a wee break, don't sit this one out. Something that you and then come back in next week. I've, basically, every cynic has at one point said, "We need a steady backline." Yeah, that's the one thing you don't just. But not to like say you, you're undroppable, he's but like he's shaky all of a sudden. I think. I think Julian looks more shaky than I am. Oh, fuck. I think I think I think uh, he's a young player. Young players' form go up and down. You just ride it out, and it'll be fine. He's a very talented young man. But to say, if you drop him at Louis, if you drop him, it sends the opposite of the message you want to send. It's, it basically it says if you make a mistake, if, if you make a mistake, you're going to be dropped. That's no, not the environment not, you want to create. He's no. a 21 year old centre back. It's not one mistake, Chris. It's multiple games where he's been playing poorly. He's been, okay, he's been, he's been games, arguably the worst games. performer for the last oh, few games. He's, he's cost his goals. Was he terrible Here's, against Cluj? I thought he was fine against Cluj. Oh, fine. Was, this is you back to the fine. I just want players to be Lock fine. of the week. Oh, thought, Lock of the week. A lot of people are going to be embarrassed with all their Chris Iyer chat. Okay, not to get all Christian on you, but he's a fa- <laughs> he's a fantastic <laughs> centre back. He's a fucking. He's a fuck. But it's, it's, his form's poor just now. But that's going to change. I don't think. It, I don't think he's. It's that it's not terrible. I'm not saying it's terrible. It's fi- obviously he played, not. He played well against Cluj. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're you're referring to the. Ah, oh, doesn't matter. You've made up your mind, so I mean, it's like no, no. I'm not, listen, this is it's just debate. It's just discussion. That's it's why not, we're here. It's not though because you. I were, can't have a point of view, Chris. No, but the point is, you, you're the you, host. We shouldn't know your point of view. Okay. So you'll learn that as you do it a little bit more. Chris you become a pro. What a when was the last time you hosted a podcast? I've, I've completed it. So, um, second <laughs> in the league. Next week. Se- second in the league and in an international break. The goal difference that we had has now swung in the Rangers' favour. Um, and they are now two points ahead of us. Does that worry us? In the grand scheme of things, obviously no titles are going to be won or lost at this stage of the season. But they've played more from they, a momentum point of view. They've played more home games and they've played less yeah. of the top six. We so, haven't played away to the top six yet. Sorry, they no. haven't played away to the exactly, top six. Exactly. So I think we we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. But and basically been my concern since the start of the season. I think Rangers are going to be a lot more consistent this year. As, the kind of top teams in the league seem to be on a downward trajectory. So. It's going to be harder for them to lose points, which means we've got less yeah. leeway. People, people games. keep people keep showing you know the league from last season <clears throat> and saying, "Look, it was that, that, don't worry, it was the same last season." Completely different set of circumstances. I'm, I'm not I'm not particularly worried, yeah. right? I'm a little bit concerned, but that's okay. I think that that that's fine to be a little bit concerned about it. I'm not pushing any panic buttons. I'm not. Overly, I'm not. I don't think we're going to lose the league or anything like that. However, it's something I'd like us to go on a run now 
where, you know, from a domestic point of view, I'd like us to just start battering in the goals and go on a really strong run till December time. There is, I think, another international break in November. Is that right? There's an international break in November. I think after after that, it's literally a game, like two games a week, isn't it? All the way until the the winter break. So I I think that this period of time when we come back till that international break, I think we have to take maximum points and really put down a marker personally. If we're two points behind going into the the winter break, I still wouldn't be that concerned. Just sign one Yama and a couple of our players. Yeah, I I think it's fine. Does, are you concerned, Chris, and... If you know, as this league title and this title race, is it going to come down to the games against them? Um, well, we drew the. I mean, it's possible that we could split them again, or well, I suppose we've won at Ibrooks now, so you would hope not. Assuming we've got obviously we've got two home games, but no, I don't think it will come down to the games against them because I think we'll both drop stupid points. Now, there's an assumption that. They're not going to do that. They're not doing that, and that's going to be the difference. But it, again, we've just highlighted why. They played at home far more. They played less of the top six. Now, we are, um, we're obviously concerned because of the turnaround in the last two games. Um, as Gal said, if this was me, you'd be concerned, obviously. It's October. Even if we're going into January... There's a possibility we can strengthen and things like that. See, if it's this close, it doesn't really matter. It's just now nothing. It's frustrating because we beat them, went into the international break and had our tails up, and then we've, it's perceived that we've taken our eye off the ball. But certainly I'm not... I'm, I'm, do I think that we're going to lose the league or do I think that this means that they've got a real challenge going? No, I think this was of our own doing, if you know what I mean. Once we come through a further series of games, we'll see how they cope with some of the rigours of challenging for us. So uh, right now, I'm frustrated, but I'm not worried. Celtic screwed Celtic. He did. The other <clears throat> kind of positive aspect, I suppose, is that Rangers are in Europe, and it's not something that they're used to. It's their first proper European campaign. So hopefully as we... They in the, the group uh, last year, last season, you tit. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> did not. <laughs> <it>. Completely. <laughs> um, let's see if you can redeem yourself. So... The real, the only, no. the only difference between the two at this point is a draw. We we drew a game. We both lost one. You know, we drew a game. They've they've won the rest. Um, this is them the, their absolute best, and this is us yeah. going through a wee bit of a sticky patch. And the last time, the last time about that they were top of the league, if I'm right, is when they beat us in the New Year game. Yeah. And then we had to, they had the winter break. They were top of the league, and then they capitulated. Do you see that? Do you do you think this title race is going to go to the wire? Are they showing more this year? Because let's face it, they're our biggest rivals at this point. They're the only team that's really going to contest. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it will go right to the wire, but I think it will be closer. It, not only, um, as I say, I think the other teams in the league are at least a, a few of them are uh, are losing a little bit, but. Um, it means something. It's the nine. Obviously, next season will be massive for them in trying to stop the ten, just like it was for us. But there is a significance to us winning nine in a row again. So again, I think Rangers are just going to throw everything at it. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that they're obviously going for it. They've done that in their, their signings, um, and 
you know, I, I think we can't we can't really <coughs> complain at the fact that there's a title race. It is going to add a, a level of excitement and, and intrigue yeah. into the league that's been missing. And you know, it's up to our players, which is maybe you know, it maybe makes results like the weekend all the more frustrating because these should be this should be the scenario that the the best players thrive in. I mean, the yeah. likes of Scott Brown should be able to motivate that. You know Neil Lennon, obviously, but Scott Brown as well should be able to motivate those, his players, get them going, and go. You know we cannot afford to drop points. And there's at always any a, point. there's a danger of complacency. So for us as fans looking at it nine in a row, how could you get complacent about that? But as a team that's won the last nine domestic trophies, I think it is very easy for them to slip into well the best team in this country, and it doesn't really matter if we turn up. Um, which clearly it does, and every game against us is a cup final for the opposite team, right? Yeah, yeah. And if if they're playing at their absolute optimum, and we've got three players who aren't playing to their best, we're going to drop points. Before we get to Twitter questions, just quickly the the rest of the results from the league uh, at the weekend: Hearts could be off of Kilmarnock. Um, Kilmarnock continuing a kind of upturning form. Um, won the last two now. Um, Jack Ross left Sunderland today. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Mart- to Mar- yeah, Martin Friel said that um, it's unlikely because he's not got a good relationship because he was at Hearts and um, he got sacked. sacked. So I, I don't think it'll be Hearts, potentially Hibs. Uh, Aberdeen. Aber- Aberdeen and Hibs drew 1-1 at Pataudry. Um Motherwell uh, continued their excellent In form. Um, I they've think only I th- lost one game in the last five. One, one I, think, I, think, I think he'll be at Hearts. Robinson. Robinson? Yeah. Um, so that was 2-0 against St Mern. Uh, Ross County and St Johnson drew two each and Rangers won 5-0. Uh, obviously they'd watched us drop points earlier in the day and, and went out and won 5-0 against Hamilton. A piss poor Hamilton team but there you go. Um, the league table at this point, so obviously we are in second, we know who's in first. Uh, third, you've got Motherwell, then Aberdeen, Ross County, <coughs> obviously newly promoted. Doing well. Um, Livingston, Kilmarnock, Hamilton, Hearts and Hibs in ninth and tenth respectively. And then St Murren and at the bottom of the league with just four points so far, St Johnson. So far in this this league up until this point, Samani is... What stood out? Has any teams stood out for you? Any players stood out for you? What do you think about the teams and where they are? Any surprises? And You mean the best of the rest? What, su- what surprised me is after the start Kamarnock made that they've steadied the ship a bit. Um, I thought Alessio was toast after that. Who did, is it Newkey or something? Aye, just some Welsh mob put them out of uh, put them out of Europe early. I thought that was destined to fail. But he seems to have turned it around and steadied the ship, um, which is um, quite interesting. Um, Motherwell's form as well, I think they're okay. They're, they're not pleasing in the eye and they're quite a physical team. But the fact is Robinson's been linked with clubs like Hearts and Hibs because um, of the job he's done there. So I, I think they've, they've shown, um, shown some good form. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. St Johnston are honking. They're absolutely honking. Yeah, Tommy Wright looks as if he's done all he can. I mean, he's again, he's another guy that football's really not pleasing in the eye, but he's done well with him for what St Johnston are, but they're just, they're in free fall this year. Yeah. Same way, I'm actually, when we were starting this the kind of season coming in, I would have predicted that Hibs would have been a lot better. 
after the kind of start that Heckenbottom made mm. at Easter Road last season and, and doing so well, but they've been uh, they've been gutless. They've been uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, just gutless. There's not a lot of um, discipline. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's right. They lack guts. Gutless, you'd say. I'm I'm quite surprised by Motherwell. I think, you know, sitting in third place, a team that, you know, he, he really went all in with youth for, for the last couple of seasons and it's really paid off for him in a big way and they're doing they're doing very well again. Um so I think I'm quite surprised. But that's by not that. su- that's not sustainable though, so he probably has to jump yeah. ship before it kind of yeah, the downward downward trajectory. Yep, um, and also Ross County coming up and and doing so well. Um, I've not seen any of them to be fair, but I'm I'm kind of interested to see how we do against them because I think that'll be a tough. Hendo, tough of course, game. starting yes. for Ross County. Um, Have you heard how he's doing? I've he's not doing, really seen it. He's doing well. I mean, I, I, you know, they're up turning form and. Him being there is no surprise or coincidence. He brings a little bit of guile. Funnily enough, brings a little bit of guile, yeah. which is something we've been lacking. So, a number ten, a kind of natural number ten, I think. Yeah, I think. I think if you look at how Christie performed with Aberdeen, sending players, I would rather we, and how Ayr did at Kilmarnock, I would rather send players on loan to other Scottish Premiership teams rather than send them to like you know fucking the championship in England or our League One in England or something. Yeah, I'd rather seek so that we can even as fans just see how they're performing yeah um right so twelve we've had we've actually been inundated with questions this week so we're going to try and uh, kind of very quickly get through you can you can take a wee bit longer if you want cool um so about uh come to you <laughs> first um Cel- at celtic boy 73 uh should we go with beaton and julian so he's obviously on the um get higher of train um no i have made it very clear chris Iyer is literally the best player that we have at the club. Maybe not, but... Beaton played well at centre-half. I think Beaton does a very good job, um, but Ayers just having a, a, an off patch of form. It's a couple of games where he hasn't been at his best. He's going to turn that around. He's got this break now. Got this break. Mm-hmm. Um, He'll be a player of the year contender come yeah. the end of the season. Oh, Lovely bird. Just uh, out of curiosity on that, I know we've already spoke about Ayer and I don't want to dwell on it too much, but, you know, what, do you only ever rest players because they're tired and fatigued? I mean, sure, no, obviously people, sometimes... You can get that, but I would, as I kind of touched on earlier, I think the fence is the position where you... You hold off on that unless you think someone's going to give a goal away every time he plays, and I don't think Ayers at that stage he's oh, made a couple of clangers. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think you improve our team by taking Ayer out of it. No, agreed. I fully agree with that. Since I asked you that question, you can say who this tweet's from. Jack Failer. Cool. I couldn't pronounce his name. Um, he asked uh, Samani. We'll, we'll throw this at you. Come on then. Um, <laughs> Did they set up with a low block? Um, they pressed us pretty high. That's what led to the red in the first goal. We've scored 54 goals in 20 games this season and Sunday was the first time we've failed to score. Um, the the point about the low block, did they set up a low block? I mean, yes. I mean, most, most teams do against us. But highlighting the fact there that we've scored 54 goals in 20 games this season and Sunday was the first time we've failed to score, clearly... We we shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't be massively concerned, should we? Well, I, I think going to the the, the the point about the low block, I think 
in terms of teams getting in their faces is something that was gradually um, phased in with uh, under Rogers in the first season. People couldn't cope with, us. and then essentially when they they, they pressed <coughs> us and they got in their faces, we kind of that was almost the blueprint to beat us. Yeah, that seems to be. We still seem to not like teams being rough with us and kind of not giving us enough time in the ball. So Livingston certainly did that. Their physicality and their pressing certainly um, didn't suit us. I think, and I think it's the point I made earlier on, after the Hibs game, because they came in, you know, the two poor results came in a row, I think if we, if they hadn't, I think if we'd beat Hibs and this was in isolation, we wouldn't have been uh, quite as, as negative about it. But I, I, it's probably not fair. We probably should give the team a bit of a break in terms of how good they've been for most of the season. Um, and I'm not particularly worried, but I think the two of them back-to-back is probably, you know, got people's noses out of joint a wee bit. Uh, Chris, the Christopher Gillespie asks, is the international break the best or the worst thing after the Levy result? Uh, I was thinking about this today. Um, it's kind of you can look, you can you can spin that both ways. You could spin it that um, this gives us time to regroup and restart. Um, so therefore, it is probably the best time to have a break coming off a defeat. Um, however, you could also spin it that you want your next game as quickly as you can to get back on the horse. Yeah, over it. So, I, I, it probably essentially it is what it is we can't change it we can't change that we just have to deal with that i don't think that i think come ross county on saturday the 19th it'll be a different selling side how do you want to get back on your horse or do you want to break um i want to break my horse <laughs> well, vegan Vegan and all that. <laughs> um, That's got nothing to do with vegan. I know. Um, well, we shouldn't really be breaking horses. I watched the documentary that Louis you recommended about yeah. uh, veganism, uh, footballers and veganism. It was very interesting. It's on BBC iPlayer, Chris. You might be interested. Chris Smalling is a vegan. Mm, disappointing. Let's move on. He's quite annoying, actually. Um, at, uh, t- uh, this is a terrific Twitter handle. Uh, at Roger Esque. Um, no, would love no, to be Roger Esque. to this. With uh, so that this actually kind of um, we had a couple of questions about this um, as I also asked a question similar. Um, so Roger Esk asks with Christie out for the next couple of games and Brown being taken off when needing goals, should our midfield three be Calmack uh, and Cham and Roger? So obviously when we come back, Christie's out for a couple of games. What what would be your midfield three? We'll open this up to everyone. Samani first. And Chairman for Christie, Brown, and McGregor. I don't see. I don't think that we've got many options, really. No, yeah, no. I, do, I mean, it really depends where Roger's fitness is. I, let's. I mean, it doesn't do anything for the for the you know Calmack needs a rest camp. Then I mean, well, I, again, he, games, again he no. plays for international duty, and we just keep throwing him back in. Is Kwasi fit? He's been fit for a long time. He's desperate for a game. I, I was talking to Alan, and Alan kind of brings this point up quite a bit about how, you know, McGregor's a professional footballer. He's 26. He can play games. Yeah, but you don't want to be playing three, four seasons in a row, 60, 70 games a year. Comple- That's just not... Com- completely agree. However, at the same time, you know, 
Yeah, it's not late in the season. He's not. He's not made a glass. He's not. He's not made a glass. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he is a professional footballer and he will play games. I don't want him to play sixty games a season, of course. But at the same time, this whole idea of fatigue because he's playing so many games. But the thing is, your position on the pitch is going also going to th- affect your fatigue because it's when you're playing. Th- he's going to get a three-week break I don't, come, I, come January. I don't think Eddie would be massively fatigued playing every game that he's playing. He's in a different role, different position. Cal McGregor's doing probably, you know, in the middle yeah, he's probably doing as much running as anybody else in that team I, game I get, after game. I get that, but it's a narrative that's been drawn that every time he makes a bad pass that it's because he's fatigued. Yeah, sometimes just, yeah, sometimes he just makes, makes bad pass. passes. So Samani so then is, is basically going Calmac, Brown and, and, and Cham. Yep. Any different to you, Chris? Um, no, I think I would I would play the same. I, I think that um, at home, weirdly, uh, I think we, we look fine at home. I mean, we lost that goal to, to Kilmarnock, obviously, um, and then we just kind of regrouped and we played really well for about you know, 25, 30 minutes. But... Um, Essentially, yeah, and Cham. And Cham is your ready-made replacement for Christie in that general. Bowd, is there anything to read into the fact that Brown was taken off when we needed goals and not, you know, he took he took off his captain rather than, say, Cal McGregor? Anything to read into that? Or? Oh, absolutely not. He's taken off very rarely. Yeah. And, but we're very rarely 2-0 down to Livingston. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, Again, it just makes more sense taking Brown off in yeah. that situation. Even though, uh, but but just if you're looking for goals, probably not from make... a from a player point of view, but in terms of the fact that he's captain, I mean, you would think you would hope that your captain would be the man yeah. to drag you through. Yeah, mm-hmm. get you through it. Like yeah, but it just it's it's just where he is. He's just unfortunate in that instance that he's central midfield and that he's not going most to... defensive of the. Yeah, McGregor ball. can create something the way that Brown can't. So I, I don't think I, I, that Andy Walker fucking trying to stir the pot. Oh, he's a prick. prick. Um, Bowd, what's your midfield free? What for? With Christy out? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I Christy got a two-game yeah. ban for a red card. Yeah. All right, did he? Yeah, when was that? Was that the hook? When he, Hi, he yeah. hooked, yeah. hooked the guy? The Listen, game. I'm still <laughs> puzzled as to where I got that from. I think Brown, McGregor and Encham are the, the next three up. But see if Roger is fit, you probably want to start getting him games. So see if... Aye, I mean potentially you could be giving Roger a game. He's not going to be playing any games between now and the and then, so he's not going to be any more fitter. I don't think. And from a match point of view, he's not yeah. going to be match fit. Aye. Um, personally, I'd like to. Obviously, I'd I'd like to see Tom Roger in the number ten, and let's you know, let's hope that he can get back to you know. You wanted him in the team about an hour ago. So <laughs> no, I said that these um, are the sort of games you should I play him in, but you I, can't. I think we might end up seeing... I think Lennon actually might rest Cal McGregor at some point, especially if he plays the international games. I think we could end up seeing him rested and it being a midfield free of Brown and Cham and Rogic for a period of time. I, I'm okay. It, it might only be the couple of games, but I could imagine that happening because I think it, at these, some point it has got to give... Although, as you say, he's 26, he should be able to play these games. I think even Neil Lennon recognises that, you know, going off playing international duty... Brown's not good at Cal McGregor has you've got five really top central midfielders so there shouldn't be any problem playing any combination of them obviously Rogic just needs game time the only only problem with the five is we've got only one player who can do one one specific role that's 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 an issue we've talked about that as well but it's still five good players you shouldn't be saying oh what if we 
have to play these guys. We shouldn't have any concern with switching them anywhere about If we're dropping, if, I'm not dropping, if we're resting McGregor, then I'd rather do it at home than away. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that kind of rounds up everything. Um, Nicely done, Louis. Thank you. <laughs> well done on that spot of hosting there. And I'm, I'm sorry that I said everybody was ugly. You know, that's that's <laughs> a lie. We're all pretty beautiful people. Um, Chris Bowd. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Louis. Thank you. Uh, Chris Gallagher. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Louis. Uh, Chris Omani. Thank you, Louis. Say the next bit. It's been a pleasure. He's pleasured you. See, it's brought you pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Um, I've been Louis McCaffrey and we will speak to you down the street. (laughs) 